Dr. Kristen Oja here, entrepreneur and functional medicine expert. Welcome to Little By Podcast, where our goal is to empower you to achieve optimal health, one step and one episode at a time. Taking a functional medicine approach will cover a variety of health and wellness topics, from how to optimize performance to how to balance your hormones and everything in between. This podcast is for educational purposes only, so please be sure to consult your healthcare provider before incorporating any changes into your daily routine. Now grab your headphones and let's go for a walk as we take steps towards becoming your best self. This episode is for anybody that suffers from anxiety or knows somebody that suffers from anxiety. I think this is a condition I would say we treat every single day at Stat Wellness, all of our providers, and it's really because it's the most common mental illness in the United States affecting over 40 million adults every single year. And even though it's highly treatable, only about 37% of people suffering receive treatment. And I would argue that a lot of my patients that struggle with anxiety would not even classify themselves as anxious because it's a familiar emotion, some way they felt their entire life or their entire adult life. And they may come in with other symptoms that are associated to their anxiety or stress, even if they wouldn't classify it that way. For example, insomnia or diarrhea, constipation. Uh, muscle tension, back pain, pelvic floor dysfunction, uh, irritability, hormonal imbalances. A lot of these things can be driven by anxiety, even if we don't classify it as anxiety, because it's how we felt. One of my patients I just love, she was like, I am finally able to recognize when my cortisol is high because I felt what it's like to not have high cortisol. So if we are constantly in fight or flight and our stress hormone cortisol is high, we don't know what it feels like to not be there. So I always encourage you to really kind of evaluate how you're feeling. Do you feel like you're in survival mode all day? Are you pulling those fight or flight hormones in all day just to make it through. I really think that this number, that 40 million adults uh, that suffer from anxiety would actually be far higher if we actually evaluate what is anxiety and what are some of the symptoms of anxiety. But for the episode today, what I really wanted to do is dive into some of the root causes that we see for anxiety. And of course, this is not a comprehensive list, but it is several of the things I see on a regular basis. And the number one most common thing that I see is low blood sugar or really blood sugar imbalances. So spiking and dropping throughout the day, because every time our blood sugar dips low, our body makes cortisol, which is our stress hormone to bring our blood sugar back up to baseline. So anytime your blood sugar dips below 70, it typically is going to trigger some sort of stress or anxiety emotion. And I really think that we see this in our really heavily diet culture. Uh, I see it a lot more probably in women, but I don't want to generalize. But I just think that we for decades have been under eating because we feel like it's what we're supposed to do. Uh, I remember a patient of mine that she ate some hard-boiled eggs in the morning. She ate a small salad at lunch. She had some chicken and broccoli at dinner, and that's kind of how she ate on a regular basis. And she thought that's just how you needed to eat to maintain whatever number on the scale or, you know, what she has been told for women is enough. 
And once we started talking about this and really refueling her body, she felt so much better. She had more energy, less anxiety. Uh, She said even her coworkers noticed that she wasn't as stressed or anxious at work. And so I really think this blood sugar balance is so critical for our mental health, specifically anxiety. So if you're feeling really anxious at work, think back, when did I eat last? What did I have at my meal? Was there enough protein, enough healthy fat? Maybe uh, reach out to us at Stout Wellness and get a continuous glucose monitor and track your blood sugar over a two-week period. I think that's critical. The other thing we know is the brain-gut connection. And this communication is really like a highway from our brain to our gut through the vagus nerve or vagal nerve. And this communication can really impact our mental health, but can also impact our gut health. So if you've ever had that gut feeling, maybe you've had anxiety, diarrhea, felt nauseous, um, a lot of this communication, it goes simultaneously without us even realizing it. But it can be a root cause for anxiety. If we have what we call gut dysbiosis or an imbalance of good and bad bacteria, it impacts how we make serotonin, which is our happy neurotransmitter, which plays a big role in anxiety. So you could actually have gut dysfunction as the root cause. So we try to assess your history going all the way back to your birth and try to figure out which one came first, you know, some of the gut component or some of the brain component, because they really are intertwined. We also know poor sleep quality or quantity. So if we are skimming on sleep, we are going to feel a lot more anxious. I really try to get my patients getting a minimum of seven and a half to eight hours of sleep per night. If we're getting close to six hours, it's going to cause issues. And if we're getting close to nine hours, it's also correlated with depression. So we really want a seven and a half, eight hours of good quality sleep per night. This is where I actually like to wear wearables, uh, whether it's an aura ring or a whoop band and see what is your sleep quality? What percentage of your sleep is deep sleep? Because this is where we recover. It's where we store memories. That deep sleep is critical for our overall health and wellness, but especially our mental health. So if you guys are wearing that, I really like around 13 to 23% being in that deep sleep category uh, and start to see your quality. If you do wear a wearable, especially as we're talking about anxiety, tracking HRV or heart rate variability is also a great way to see if you're getting into the parasympathetic, that rest and digest state, and how resilient are you to stress. So there's a lot of objective markers you can get from that. The other one when it comes to anxiety is hormonal imbalances. So this can be really for men and women as we think about a hyperthyroid. So if our thyroid is overcorrected, it's going to make us feel anxious. Uh, We also see this with uh, adrenal issues. So if our cortisol is too high and our DHEA is too low, DHEA is the precursor of testosterone and estrogen. So if we don't have enough DHEA, it's a little bit harder to regulate our cortisol. I think really simple, uh, like a seesaw, right? If your cortisol is so high over time, your DHEA is going to become low. And so our, our adrenal hormones that help us manage stress become imbalanced. So thyroid and adrenal hormones, those are really both genders. And then we do see a lot of anxiety that is cyclical in women. So if you guys have never tracked your anxiety with your menstrual cycle, take this as a cue to start doing that. I love Clue. That's one of the apps I use. Uh, But it's really great to see when you feel like you're not handling stress while you're feeling anxious, overwhelmed. Where are you in your cycle? Because we tend to see this a lot more in the luteal phase, which is from ovulation until menstruation. And we know our body is more sensitive to stress during this period of time. And if we're low in progesterone and high in cortisol, we're going to feel a lot more anxious and irritable. 
progesterone is our relaxing and calming hormone. So we also see a cyclical component here. Nutrients is the other really big thing I evaluate on every one of my patients. And the three that I would say I see most tightly correlated with uh, anxiety would be vitamin D, omega-3 fatty acids, and magnesium. So I always tell patients, you really want to strive to have these three optimal when it comes to brain health and not just within the normal range. So finding a functional medicine or you know a, a really big wellness-based provider that looks for optimal and not just normal is very important, but we know nutrients impact this. The other one I see so much more now, and I think it's because I'm looking for it. And I also think the pandemic really presented this to us a lot more through people getting the virus or the vaccine and having large histamine responses. And histamine intolerance is a huge driver of anxiety. And so histamine is actually a neurotransmitter. It's an excitatory neurotransmitter. So if our histamine is too high, we can have anxiety, insomnia, heartburn, diarrhea. We can get flush, break out in hives for no reason. So if you have histamine intolerance as being a root for your anxiety, it's really important to work on that histamine metabolism, work on methylation, and work on gut health. Uh, we also see estrogen drive up histamine. So because we see so much estrogen dominance and low progesterone in our culture, we see that driving some of this histamine issue. The other one is more lifestyle based, but I do find even one or two glasses of wine every night or on the weekends, cocktails, alcohol in general can really flare people's anxiety. I think this is kind of a twofold. I think one, it is essential nervous system depressant. So it impacts our neurotransmitters, but two, it also impacts our quality of sleep. So even if we're getting seven and a half, eight hours of sleep, your quality will suffer when you drink alcohol. So if you're dealing with anxiety, it may be worth for four to six weeks, cutting out alcohol and seeing how it impacts your anxiety. That's a big one that I see. Um, and people are always surprised because they don't over drink, you know, they have one or two drinks, maybe even on the weekend only, but the impact that has in their anxiety, even during the week. The other thing is too much stimulants as we're talking socially, you know, coffee, if we're drinking too much coffee for some people that doesn't impact their anxiety at all, but for others, it really does trigger it. So maybe if you don't want to give up your cup of coffee, make sure to get a good protein and breakfast and give yourself a little bit of time before you have it. We're really kind of looking at 90 minute delay and coffee before having that. And the last one I really think is this whole concept of our body keeps score. There's a book that is great called Your Body Keeps Score, but previous trauma, uh, trauma in the past, whether we have all these memories of it or we've repre uh, repressed the memories, it really can fuel anxiety from day to day. So I always encourage people to really evaluate things from their past and see if they've actually worked through some of their trauma, whether it's a small T trauma or a big T trauma, it all can impact anxiety today. So those are some of the really common ones I see. So blood sugar imbalances, driving anxiety, gut dysbiosis, or an imbalance of the good and bad bacteria, poor sleep quality or quantity. So either not getting enough or not getting the good quality sleep, hormonal imbalances, whether it's thyroid, adrenal, or sex hormones, estrogen and progesterone imbalance, especially if the anxiety is cyclical nutritional deficiencies, vitamin D, omegas, and magnesium, too much alcohol or caffeine, 
histamine intolerance, and previous trauma. I would say those are some of the top causes that we see for anxiety at Stat Wellness, and we help you identify which one or ones. We also see multiple reasons, right? We are not as simple as just one puzzle piece we're putting in place. We are a whole puzzle. There's lots of different components to each of our anxiety, and we want to uncover all of those pieces. So hopefully this is helpful. If you are suffering from anxiety, know you are not alone. There is at least a minimum of 40 million adults in the United States. I would argue that is actually much, much higher that are dealing with this as well. So seek treatment. Don't be the 37. You know, we need to get this number up and we want to have everybody that's dealing with anxiety to feel comfortable to talk to their healthcare provider about it and figure out what we can do to help you become the best version of yourself, both mentally and physically, because it really is intertwined. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, remember little by little, a little becomes a lot. Even the smallest changes over time can lead to total mind and body transformation. I'd love for you to stay connected with at Dr. Kristen Oja and at Stat Wellness on Instagram. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out. I'd love to hear from you.